Trump is in China and they're having, China. They're having what they call China. A, a state dinner plus. Oh, wow. You pay extra for that. For Trump being in town. I don't know what that's going to look like. Dinner table events. Unless you're, uh, you get the loyalty card in China, then you get that already. But, you know. It ends up costing more of your fool if you pay for it. Anyway, so uh, stay tuned for that and much more. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show. The insightful, the well-informed wife of Tampa Bay Buccaneers cornerback, what's his name? Brent Grimes. One Miko Grimes talking about the Oakland Raiders. I aired something on my podcast that a lot of people don't know, but the reason Derek Carr got injured is because the Raiders' offensive line allowed him to get injured because he was against them protesting. And they had a fight in the locker room before that Monday night game in, in uh, the, the Red Yes. Mm-hmm. I caught the tea, baby. They were fighting in the <laughs> locker room, and that's the only all-black offensive line in the NFL is the Raiders. Now, I've seen stuff like that in movies. That happens in real life. That happened so, in so, real so, life. So, it just happened. happened. So, so they, so they were in the locker room. Derek Carr is a, a Bible thumper to the fullest. Mm-hmm. And so he was basically trying to force the players to read the Bible before the game mm-hmm. and do all the stuff. And they were like, no, 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 you, that's you. <laughs> and so he was so upset about it when the, the whole offensive line was saying they were going to kneel. He was like, I'm not, no, 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 you're not kneeling. No, no, this is America. You're going to stand for the flag and blah, blah, blah. And they got in a fight in the locker room. So when they came out to play, they basically had a plan like, you know what? You don't want to nail with us? We're going to make so this was last year? No, he, this happened yeah, this year. I thought Derek Carr got hurt last year, too. No, he just came back last year. Okay, okay, got you, got you, got you. He was injured. That was from that. All right, that's enough of that. <laughs> so she's uh, tying uh, Bible reading in with uh, standing for the flag, which she's, is interesting. Well, she's a crazy lady. <laughs> that much is clear. And evidently, she became of the aware of the, the, uh, the groundbreaking blockbuster story broken on the Armstrong and Getty show that in week one, the Raiders offensive line let Derek Carr get hit a couple of times good and hard on the first offensive series to send a message that uh, you should be solid with your line and be kneeling down with us. And then they moved on and they played football and he just got hurt because he got hurt because it's a violent game. This ninny, Miko Grimes, and I, I, I say ninny with all due respect. Uh, this she's claiming it's week like four or six or something on Monday night and blah, blah, blah. So she got the story completely wrong. But it's getting a lot of attention now because she's an NFL wife who has a podcast, I guess, or something. And Rush Limbaugh mentioned it. Oh, did he? Yeah. Rush mm. Limbaugh was talking about it yesterday, months after we talked about it. So, yeah, I guess it's just finally made its way to the East Coast. Yeah, he got his back hurt week four at the Denver Broncos. But no, it was week one that it happened, allegedly, according to Deep Route, our source, uh, who has, uh, well, he, he he is a good source. And there hasn't been much uh, word about it since. Uh, it's echoed around. I mean, Alex Jones was on it, and, and people, you know, once a week. They people send like us... Alex Jones and this woman we just heard. Right. <laughs> the, the, the giants of the American media. I'm convinced. Two-thirds of the frogs down in Houston are bisexual. That's right. I'm a Christian man. Um, Be honorable. <laughs> Crush the snakes under your feet. Get behind me, Satan. <laughs> About once a week, a listener sends us a link to some new site or news organization or whatever that's uh, talking about it. I think there's a, there is a uh, Snopes.com. A story on it that cites the Armstrong and Getty show. The only part I regret is some of the facts were wrong. I still believe the core story, 
But Deep Route got a little excited talking about, you know, how many sacks there were last year and this year. And so it's my credibility suffered a bit. I don't follow the football, so I don't know these things. What yeah. do you think tap water is? It's a gay bomb, baby. You know, you know, Alex, we're, we're trying to talk about football now. I appreciate your point of view on the whole uh, gay bomb thing. So, listen, as long as we're talking about racial relations in the United States, I hope you heard my screed yesterday. I was very proud of it, very happy with it, and I've decided to make it one of my causes. I have a lot of causes I don't spend a lot of time on any one of them. Um, But that's going back to Martin Luther King's view of race relations in the United States, as opposed to demonizing white people, which is the strategy of angry college professors and their angry little children who enjoy being victims and think they're Che Guevara and the rest of it, or demonizing whatever group of people. If you have Sikh people saying... All human life has values. Everybody deserves their full constitutional rights. I love everybody. And you have black people saying that. And you have brown people saying that. You have Asian people saying that. You have white people saying everybody gets all the rights in the United States of America. All human life has worth. Uh, we're the content of the character, not the color of the skin. You have everybody preaching that message. It will happen. Or it'll get as close to happening as it possibly can. You got angry, closeted communist professors who couldn't get get a gig in the real world, teaching their angry little uh, snowflake students to hate white people, it's never going to happen. You're never going to have anything close to race relations, to good, you know, comfortable at all race relations. So that's one of my causes, that and rooting out, uh, you know, malfeasance in football. And on that theme, once again, here we go. It was uh, just a couple of weeks ago, five black cadet candidates at the Air Force Academy U.S. Air Force Academy Preparatory School found racial slurs scrawled on message boards on their doors. Go home, enter, written on one room, posted on social media, and other terrible messages. The racist messages roiled the academy in Colorado Springs, prompted the school to launch an investigation. They led the superintendent to deliver a stern speech that decried the horrible language and drew national attention for its eloquence. It went viral, seen by millions, this eloquent speech. Well, it turns out the cadet to, who crafted the messages was caught, and it was a black guy there who, for some reason, he committed the act in a bizarre bid to get out of trouble he faced at the school for other misconduct. So there were no racist Trump fans, because Trump is always mentioned in this, trying to terrorize the uh, the young black guys at the Air Force Academy. On Monday, police in Riley County, Kansas, revealed that a 21-year-old black man, Don Terrius Williams, admitted to defacing his car with racist graffiti as a Halloween prank that got out of hand. That had caused much uh, angst and horror on the University of Kansas. Uh, I'm sorry, on the nearby Kansas State University campus, and they had meetings and marches and candlelight and the rest of it. But he did it himself, et cetera, et cetera. So, is it? I've always ca- thought it was the snowflakes trying to. Show everybody how much racism there is because their professors keep telling them that. Um, and there's plenty of racism. There is plenty of racism. Is it that or is it is it Munchausen syndrome where you injure yourself so people will pay attention to you and comfort you and you will be the center of attention? I don't know, but it sets the cause back because then it makes people uh, cynical about whenever real stuff happens. So Right. Oh, you're, yeah. you're doing yourself more harm than good. It does enormous damage. 
Um, so but it happens over and over and over. Oh yeah, again. it's amazing. It's yeah, it's clearly a thing. It's a it's a mental something because it happens again and again. So uh, Twitter is expanding, doubling the limit. Has that happened yet? Uh, it's happened to a lot of people. I don't believe I have it yet. So okay. in my world, not happening. Clear that up in a second. And uh, also the most popular emoji in America: fat balls are the hottest health trend. Do you want to be in? Top of the hottest trends. When don't you, you say Twitter, Twitter has doubled. Do you mean the number of characters you're allowed to use in tweet? Yes. Yeah. Ah, yeah, 280, which means Trump can now tweet 280 characters at a time. Oh. Is that a good thing or bad? I have to think sad. that over. Sad, very, very sad. That's what we'll say. <laughs> think of all the extra exclamation points. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, 30, 40 of them. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. glitch is causing the lowercase letter I to be replaced by weird symbols. Have you experienced this? So weird. It's the weirdest thing in the world. It's so odd. Uh, Now, Apple addressed the issue with an official statement saying, what are you going to do? Buy a Samsung. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there have been a couple of weird glitches. Now, the new you, operating system. Didn't you quote somebody who said they thought the iPhone X was great? It's it's the hottest iPhone they, that Apple's ever had in terms of sales. Yeah, I I can't even remember who it was, but said that I'd, I'd give you my review, but it would go on for so long talking about how wonderful it is, it, I'd bore you. Uh, hmm. Or amazing or some adjective. This, this is a list of a whole bunch of glitches. Hmm. I don't know how that happens. I'll tell you how it happens. Steve Jobs is dead. Well, and a lot of the early reviews you get, they give the phone, and then they spend about a day with it, and then they write their reviews. Yeah, that's so true. So a lot of the, it's it's so hard to experience and really figure out, well, hold on, when I need to drive to this neighborhood, it sends me, you know, there's so much to use with the smartphone that you just can't experience it all in 24 sure. hours. And how much is user error, I wonder, ever, when mm-hmm. you're doing something new. Anyway, I don't know. Uh, oh, while we're mentioning that sort of tech stuff, Apple revealed which emoji Americans use the most. I know which one I use the most. I don't send emojis because I'm an adult. Because mm, you uh, lack joy. The one I get the most from people is the most popular emoji that there is, which is the laugh-crying face. Oh, really? I'm laughing so hard there are tears streaming down my face. I'd have guessed thumbs up if I had to guess, just because that's uh, I uh, that can be an answer for I'll be there, I get it, okay, whatever. But uh-huh. I get the uh, laughing so hard I'm crying a lot from people, and I always assume it's kind of a pity. Yeah, that was clever. No, it's the new LOL. Yeah, I assume that that's generally pity also. Wow. That they did just, you know. I'm going to go back to my lacking joy theory. <laughs> well, I, you You're know, a funny man, Jack. Very oh, funny. You say funny if things. It's funny, I think that. But often, right. you know, it's just it's just a mildly mild witticism. Nobody's crying tears. Nobody's laughing so hard tears are streaming down their face over my mild witticism. No joy. <laughs> it's clearly an exaggeration, but that doesn't mean they didn't recognize it as a funny mm, anecdote. I don't know. Maybe I'll just eliminate humor from t- from texts. <laughs> You just go with straightforward information. Yes, 7 o'clock from now on. <laughs> Beautiful. It's a nice nice rule, like you're in charge uh, of the nuclear silos or something. There's no time for humor here. Uh, yeah, face with tears of joy. 
is the number one. How interesting. Jack really needs a I'm five percent chuckling emoji to accurately respond to uh, to some of his texts. Yeah, I'm uh, slightly amused. Yeah. That'd be fine if there's I, some sort of. I recognize that humor. Yeah, <laughs> I recognize you're attempting to be funny. You were somewhat. That's the emoji I'm looking for. <laughs> um, yeah, here's here's some laughing and crying. There's the tongue stuck out. I'm looking at my uh, texts with uh, my college daughter, little D. There's some hearts and kisses. They're sleeping. There's uh, eyes wide open. Like what? <laughs> I like that one. That one's more fun. crying. Yeah. Okay. So all of us are going to get 280 characters on Twitter yeah, soon? Yeah, I just did my update, and I have it now, too. Okay. So there's a, there's a Twitter update. So How do you feel with that? Did my, my, initial, my initial thought is now the tweets are going to be too long, I'm not going to want to read the whole damn thing. Now, mm-hmm. One of the things I liked about tweets is you could go through them so fast. I'm taking a wait-and-see attitude, but I, I think you make a good point. I also, I just, and this is partly my grammar and national socialism, but I enjoyed the challenge of editing. I'd have 22 too many characters, and I think, wow, can I preserve the meaning and, and get to the right number of characters? It was a fun challenge, but I'm a weirdo. Everybody knows that. Yeah, going to be a lot of uh, too long, did not read tweets, I think. I don't know. We'll see. Especially first when people are just really feeling their oats with the 280. I think it'll kind of settle into a, a nice medium point. The latest bizarre health craze is eating fat balls. Nice job, fat ball. Fat Pair that with a wine, a beer. Golf-size wads of butter, coconut oil, MCT oil, and collagen oil. Oh, boy, I bet that gives you a nice feel in your mouth. A nice mouthful of butter. They look kind of delicious. <laughs> well, you're the guy who ordered us a slab of fat at a restaurant once. Yeah, it was good. It was too. awful. Oh, it was God, so it was good. terrible. I could I'd, barely choke it down. I'd eat some right now if I could. There's only um, me and Michael of the people in this room who are there, right? Oh, because Marshall's not in the room. That's right. Uh, from the text line, I'm with Jack. After the birth of my kids and my wedding day, Trump's victory on election night was one of my best and most memorable nights. We got this text. I'm sure you've seen the montage on YouTube that starts with everyone laughing at the idea of Trump being a candidate. We just took that a look. We'll have to play some of that for you. That That's pretty good. There's all the all the smart people predicting how laughable it is, Trump, the idea. Of course, I said I would eat my truck if he was ever the nominee. I thought it was so laughable. Right. Right. So. You should be on that montage. <laughs> I should be. I should be. Say I, I, I don't think I could have been more wrong. I'm going to send you been. an angry red-faced emoji right now. So um, this new guy that's in charge in Saudi Arabia, MBS, they call him. I guess that's the that's, oh. the, that's what everybody calls him. So Mohammed bin, uh, what's his name? MBS. Solomon or whatever it is. Don't get him confused with NPH, <laughs> you know. You're looking for one, you get the other. It's just going to be shocking. MBS. So he cracked down on corruption, right? That was the excuse. Quote, corruption, yes. Last year, while he was on vacation in the south of France, he saw a yacht in the harbor that was significantly bigger than his yacht that he really liked. So he went up and bought it from the Russian dude who had it. There's two of your most corrupt countries in the world, how, Saudi Arabia and Russia. Yeah, so great. this guy who just locked everybody up for corruption went up to the, Ru- the Russian oligarch and, and wanted his yacht because it was the nicest yacht in the, the harbor. Impulse buys a yacht. Impulse well, buy bought a yacht. I don't understand why you're saying there's a problem with that. The, uh, BSM, he's worked hard since he was a, a young man. He's been very successful. He has some money. Yeah, as Tom he bought the lot, as Tom the, the yacht, as Tom Friedman said in the New York Times, did that money come out of his piggy bank savings from his Rehod lemonade stand from the Saudi government 401k? No, you know it's just the people's money. Sure, 
He bought the yacht from this Russian dude right there on the, like, what do you, uh, what do you call those Pier? things? Pier. For $550 million. I don't think that I will be selling to you. Over? Oh, yes. Over? How do you like $50 million? I like that. $550 million. What? Over half a billion dollars. This is the guy that cracked down on corruption <laughs> over the weekend in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> half a billion dollar yacht. Wow. Who knows what it's worth, but he had to have it because it was bigger than his yacht. There in the harbor, which I right. suppose if you're with a bunch of guys and you're and and hotties and you're talking about how you have the coolest yacht in the world and you pull up next to a better one, then the only thing you can do is buy that one from that guy right then. Well, the extent of my knowledge of that lifestyle begins and ends with rap videos, so I I don't know what you would do. I don't know what I would do. And Most boy, of those are rentals. Brother. So, <laughs> yeah. What a sucky lifestyle, though. Whether you're a rapper, an athlete, or a Saudi prince, that whole, or, or you know, Tiger Woods, you gotta have the, you gotta have the coolest, latest, nicest, or you just the you, biggest. It's about the biggest. Your day is ruined. Yeah, yeah. Don't you ever just uh, like get a little self contemplative and think, you know, maybe, maybe this chasing the nicest yacht is not what's making me happy. You don't, 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 don't do that. And this is the Again. guy that's now in charge of Saudi Arabia, um, 32 years old. So if you were thinking it's just about he wants wholesome, decent people in charge of government, that's certainly not no, the case. he just wants his people in charge of the government. And that's the way their system runs, though. So he accuses them of quote-unquote corruption because he knows that'll play on the world stage. He gets rid of any possible rivals, and he consolidates power because it's it's... You've got a, the country has no damn constitution. Isn't that all you need to know? It's just run by the family according to whatever the family wants, and his branch of the family is ascendant. But I'd like to walk around a five hundred and fifty million dollar yacht. It's got to be nice. I, I don't know if it would do me any good. It's like going to a strip club. It's like uh, you know, I I used to get for some reason. Well, I was a partner in a, a real estate brokerage for a while, but I'd get the Luxury Homes magazine. That is like, uh, you know, 60 pages of ads, real estate ads for like really expensive houses. And I've flipped through this thing and it would start to give you weird ideas. I mean, you just think, oh, my God, I really I'd be happy there. Blah, blah, blah. And you just it's not healthy. So, I no, I don't want to walk on a half billion dollar yacht. Maybe watch one on TV for a minute or two. I'd probably watch. But so listen to this, would you? This is from Al Anonymous in Houston, Texas. We already have a national show. One of these days, a national radio company is going to give us a quote-unquote national show. It's going to be a huge success, and they will claim credit for it, and that will be fine. Anyway, we already have a national show, but Al from Houston writes, um, though this is more topical for us Houstonians, has there been any chatter on the correlation between the failed Saudi Aramco IPO and the Crown Prince's crackdown? Aramco is the Arab American oil company, is the giant conglomerate run now by the Saudi uh, I family. That, I thought that was the company that made uh, Ginsu knives. Buy now and you'll get a, a cleaver I, thrown in for free. I stand corrected. Aramco! I stand corrected. <laughs> uh, so they tried to have an IPO, an initial public offering. You buy stock in it the other day. I didn't really follow it, but according to Alan Houston, it was a miserable failure. So mm. anyway... My friend's an internal auditor for Saudi Aramco, and when the IPO was first announced, he laughed at the notion. He said they're too corrupt to ever make that successful. People who know Aramco are not going to invest in something that capricious and family-run and and corrupt. Um, If I were Crown Prince, writes Al, I'd be pretty pissed, too, if that actually turned out to be true. 
Just throwing out the o- the ONG oil and gas perspective down here in H-Town. Hmm. Uh, Tom Friedman, who uh, has been following the Middle East for uh, years in the New York Times, he ended his column with, I'm worried, very worried about the possibility of war between Iran and Saudi Arabia. Tell you what. Which would suck the whole world in. It's damn near a lock that something is going to happen, even more than is happening right now, which is a proxy war in Yemen. I'd say it's every bit as likely as Hillary getting elected. Extremely. Which is our theme today. Stay tuned for some absolutely delicious clips. What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, China's rolling out the red, red carpet for Donald Trump today as Lakers star Lorenzo Ball's little brother gets arrested in China and could now face serious jail time. And we got P. Diddy. P. Diddy's brother love change of heart. Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. Yes, an update on what P. Diddy's calling himself. Finally, our audience hankers for that sort of information. Is it different from yesterday? Is it? Stay tuned. Stay tuned. (laughs) It will shock you. Uh, Among other things on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. I see the president is tweeting this morning. I'd have to hit a couple of those because they're kind of interesting politically. Uh, Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. All right, cue the music. Ah, there it is. Big party going on in China where President Trump and the First Lady were given. (laughs) I do love a good Chinese march, Marshall. Thank you. It's a state dinner plus, they're calling it. Yes, state dinner on steroids, some are saying. Does that come with like two drinks and desserts on the house? Two drink tickets. Cool. President Trump, the first Let's lady. Let's see, we're the non-drinkers. Hey, can I can I use your tickets? <laughs> Give it a lavish reception as, uh, as uh, you hear now. They are having their state dinner, uh, chowing down on tons of great food, I am sure. Now, before heading off to China, though, Trump was in South Korea. He addressed the parliament last night, delivering a warning to the North. Do not underestimate us and do not try us. We will defend our common security, our shared prosperity, and our sacred liberty. See, here's where people think, oh, they're a Trump show. Oh, they're an anti-Trump show. Follow me now. Boy, he used his gangster voice, so you know he was serious. I think it's hilarious when he uses his gangster voice. And it's about damn time somebody said something like that. Enough diplomatic wussy speak. Don't do not try us. Hey, fathead, look me in the eye. Do not try us. I love that. So, uh, so we're not anti or we call them as we see them. So, the Chinese leader is going to try to make it clear that he sees us as co equals in the world. Yes. So, it'll be interesting yep. to see if he uses some of that language if Trump counters that quickly as Obama once did. Um, to, to, to not let them get away with it. Because mm. they're trying to position it as, you know, we're the two superpowers. And I remember, I'll have to look it up, there was a turn of a phrase by the Obama administration of no, you know, making it clear that we're not going along with that. Uh, that narrative. That yeah. narrative that you're trying to push. Yeah. We're not going to r- raise you up to our level. All you do after uh, Xi makes his speech about two great powers, blah, 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 you get up to the microphone, you say, that's cute. <laughs> Thanks. 
Anyway, as I was saying. (laughs) That's all you have to do. And while the president's in China, three UCLA basketball players accused of stealing in China are out on bail. The players include the younger brother of L.A. Lakers rookie star Lonzo Ball. They're accused of ripping off a Louis Vuitton store next to the team's hotel. Well, looky here. When Not the one, cool. When the one dude was tortured to death for allegedly lifting a propaganda poster in North Korea, that's a horror. It's a nightmare and a crime against all human rights. These guys shoplifted. As long as China treats them with dignity and, and within their justice system, mm-hmm. then face the consequences. You go to a foreign country representing your school and you decide to steal some Louis Vuitton stuff and you get busted for shoplifting? Well, enjoy the Chinese justice system. I guess we see how it goes. Yeah, I don't see any need. Do you? For the president to make some tearful plea to get him off the oh, absolutely a shoplifting not. bust? Absolutely not. You committed a crime. Right. Now, the Chinese system, it could be a month until they even write down the charges. They'll keep them in jail and figure out what the charges are and, and often it takes, you know, uh, three, four, five weeks. Looks like uh, Diddy has had another change of heart. He now wants you to know he was just joking when he said he wanted to change his name to Brother Love. Well, ladies and gentlemen, today I've come to the conclusion that you cannot play around with the Internet. Due to an overwhelming response from the media out there, and just due to there not wanting to be any confusion, I was only joking. Okay, I didn't change my name. It's just part of one of my alter egos. My alter all egos right. is love. All right, all right, all right. That's oh. enough of that. Would you yeah. see the yeah, whole that was, that was fun. Puff Daddy, Diddy, P Diddy thing? That was all a joke too. So this latest one was indistinguishable from the other jokes. So uh, eh. go away. Just trying to clear the air once again, oh, Diddy is. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. Why did Donna Brazil once shout, kill the effing duck, kill the effing duck? Oh. You'll have to stay tuned for that story. Clear anti-foul rhetoric. <laughs> We're going to check in on the latest, greatest with the self-driving cars. How far along are we? How close are we? Plus, Trump aide Carter Page testifying front of the House Intelligence Committee. What he said was uh, pretty interesting, actually. Yeah. I ought to get to that, I suppose. More Russia stuff. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. the National Review that he is again considering a run in 2016. Do it. Do it. Donald Trump has been saying that he will run for president as a Republican, which is surprising since I just assumed he was running as a joke. Is that people think that Donald Trump is a clown? Do- Donald Donald Trump is a clown. I mean, does anybody seriously think that Donald Trump is serious about running for president? Donald Trump 
you know, he's a clown. The likely moderator yeah. apparently, apparently believes that Donald Trump is a clown. Which Republican candidate has the best chance of winning the general election? Of the declared ones right now, Donald Trump. <laughs> President Obama will go down as perhaps the worst president in the history of the United States, exclamation point, at real Donald Trump. Well, at real Donald Trump, at least I will go down as a president. That said basically this is the beginning of the end for Trump. The beginning of the end. The beginning of the end? This is probably starting of the beginning of the end for, for Donald Trump. Donald, uh, you're not going to be able to insult your way to the presidency. The strongest person usually isn't the loudest one in the room. So right now we have Hillary's about a 75 or an 80 percent favorite. We have different versions of the forecast you can look at. Oh, has Hillary Clinton up by double digits nationally, 12 points, 50 to 38, four-way race. Clinton leading in Florida, Clinton leading in North Carolina, Clinton leading in Ohio, Clinton leading in Nevada. I could go on and on and on. Uh, I continue to believe Mr. Trump will not be president. And so, right now, Mr. Trump, to answer your call for political honesty, I just want to say, you're not going to be president, all right? It's been fun. It's been great. I love you. But, but come on, come on, buddy. We have a major projection right now. Donald Trump will take Ohio. And CNN projects Donald Trump will carry the state of Florida. Huge win for Donald Trump. Donald Trump, uh, we project, will win in Kentucky, in Indiana, with its 11 electoral votes. West Virginia, Florida, Tennessee, Mississippi, South Carolina, Alabama, North Dakota, uh, with its three electoral votes, and South Dakota, Texas, Arkansas, Louisiana, the state of Montana, North Carolina, Georgia, Iowa, Utah, Wisconsin, Arizona, Kansas with its six electoral votes, Nebraska with its five electoral votes, and Wyoming with its three electoral votes. Sorry to keep you waiting, complicated business. <laughs> we ran that like six months ago, I'd forgotten. That's priceless. Uh, but, oh, my and, God. And I'll tell you, it's not just the, uh, you know, the lefty media that... that the, the the Republican heavyweights that feel like they control the Republican universe, your Karl Roves, and there's a bunch of people I can't name, but I can picture, that go on the talk shows. Well, that, more specifically, specifically, they think every conservative voter in America just is waiting to be told what they think we should right, do. Right, all those right. Republican heavyweights who thought they had it all figured out. Now, I remember when he announced, and all the smart people on Fox, many of the people who I like, just laughing at the idea of it. Wouldn't even take it seriously. Wouldn't even discuss it. Right. Right. Um, them being wrong, I just I found very, very enjoyable. Yep. Here's another example for you. And I'm definitely on the conservative end of the spectrum. There are the weird libertarian branch where I don't care what you smoke or who you kiss. But um, I'm glad Ed Gillespie lost. Oh, yeah. The Republican Virginia. Yeah. He is a gutless, soulless, amoral, lying, political hack. He's never run into an idea, much less embraced one. So he's a hack. The book This Town, which was about the, all the problems in Washington, D.C., centered on Terry McAuliffe, the current governor, and Ed Gillespie. If they had right. gone back to back, McAuliffe Gillespie, right. that would have just, they would have both been high fiving. 
Look at us. They outed us as the problems with the with the country, and now we've both been governor. Right. They were identified as the two key swamp monsters. And I remember thinking at the time, wow, Leibovich has done such an important thing. Mark Leibovich, by writing this book, this is so this is this is a blockbuster. His career is going to be over. America is going to wake up. And, but, and then the two swamp monsters in the book go back to back as Virginia governor. Virginia governor. That's right there. That is the swamp. Yeah. So. Forget it. Uh, um, <laughs> hey, one more thing. Don't... All you can do is laugh. What, are you going to be angry all the time? No, you might as well enjoy the comedy of it. There's some great... Listen, I'm going to deflect my literary muscles here, as feeble as they are. There are some great comedies written in the uh, early and, and mid-20th century about life under the czars and then life under the communists. Um, and these are people who are actually oppressed, but they chose to laugh about it. I think that's healthy. Speaking of I laughing. Mean, fight it, but laugh. This is funny. So Donna Brazil's book came out. She's a former DNC chair and was DNC chair at the time that uh, uh, Hillary was, uh, it was election day last year. Um, Hillary Clinton personally okayed a plan to have uh, protesters dress in Donald Duck costumes to disrupt Donald Trump's campaign. Do you remember that? The Donald Duck costumes that would oh, show up? that's right, yeah. yeah. A stunt that led to a clash with Donna Brazil, the chair of the DNC, and she writes about it in her new book that's just out, just came out. The book just came out uh, yesterday. Hack. Actually came out. Yeah, ha- hacks. Hacks. Um, Hackers. She was infuriated by the idiocy of the duck plan, according to her book. <laughs> when she was told Clinton came up with the idea herself of using the orange-billed cartoon character to call attention to Trump's refusal to re- release his tax returns, con- tax returns. Uh, Brazil told one of her aides, kill the effing duck, <laughs> using the actual words. Kill the effing duck, goddammit, she screamed at one of the aides in Brooklyn. Wow. <laughs> she writes in Hacks. Um, she said, not only is it stupid, we're going to get sued by Disney. <laughs> kill but the effing is, duck. This was Hillary's idea. <laughs> God, that's funny. That only confirms that she absolutely was the author of the Pokemon Go to the Polls as well. Uh, the Hillary? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, 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 oh, just yeah, her, I'll bet. Her poor attempt for pun humor as a way to win the I election? Think, I think she's just like 30 years behind the sort of stuff that worked, maybe. I, I don't know. She's 30 years behind where she actually had to earn anybody's approval. I don't know what, but that's pretty funny. Kill the effing duck. <laughs> it is it is hard to properly recollect what a miserable candidate for president Hillary was. There is almost nobody in America that could have lost to Donald Trump. Right, right. Other than her. I just resaw the list of people and phenomena she has blamed for her loss. It's astounding. Well, it'd be tough to just accept it was you. And that almost anybody else, Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, probably would have won. Give her, give me an hour with her. Let me see if I can convince her. <laughs> I'd be happy to. Trump and Clinton. What's next, though? And no, I'm know. not talking about the 2020 election. I'm talking about America's spasm of, of anger and cynicism at the swamp, which is perfectly healthy and appropriate, overdue, and, and probably undersized. Now does it go back to the professional hacks coughing up a hairball like uh, McAuliffe and uh, Gillespie? I can and, see. And we'll have that in the next election. I can see. Maybe we have a little of that, but I, I don't think that would. I don't think the anger would go away. I, I don't think we're done with this whole thing. Maybe go back briefly, like for a term mm-hmm. or two. I, ju- I just think we're part of a re reforming, and that could take decades. Sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, bring back the Whigs. That's what I say. Whig in 2020. But there's just, there's just a lot of not happy with the way things currently are. And people are just wildly flailing around trying to figure out what would be the right answer. Right. Right. And, uh, Meanwhile, you got to run the government of the greatest yes. superpower on Earth. Yeah. Well, did you see that? I, I retweeted a John Boehner tweet uh, over the weekend. He said he thinks it's going to take some sort of cataclysm to bring us back together and, and focusing on America, which we've been saying for a long time. Right. Right. A war or other cataclysm. Yeah. Yeah. I bet Boehner uses the crying emoji all the time. <laughs> I don't know why I took a shot at John Boehner. He's off the scene. You quoted him. Why we're taking shots at Hillary Clinton, as you say. She's just a sad old woman who lives alone in upstate New York. That's right. What? <laughs> John Boehner's just a old, wise-cracking, chain-smoking golfer in Ohio. What the hell do I care what he's doing? <laughs> Take him a nap. Where are we on driverless cars? How good are they? They've got a reporter standing by to tell us. I hate the idea personally, but I think that's the direction we're going. Yeah, I don't have time to describe what's coming up, but it will thrill you. It will enrich your soul. Kill the effing duck! You're (laughs) listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.